Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. And I thank you, Lord, that um, you know exactly where we are in our journey. You know exactly where we are in our life. You know the challenges that we have. You know the strengths that we have. You know the weaknesses that we're grappling with. God, speak something to us today that illuminates our journey and causes us to have great fruit and success in our lives. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Let's give a big hand for the uh, worship team. What a great job today. So last week we started this series uh, called Thankful, and we realized that Thanksgiving is meant to be more than just a day or a November thing or a seasonal thing, but it's meant to be a way of life for us as believers. God wants us to be thankful. Psalm 100 verse 4 actually says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise his name. So we see this kind of theme, and it kind of recycles back to this concept of thanking him, praising him, thanking him, and there's access that we gain to God's presence. There's access to the things of God that we get when we are thankful, doors that are open, and so with thankfulness comes proximity to God and his blessings and his purpose for our lives, so we want to be thankful. It's my turn. It's your turn. (laughs) Well, when I prayed about coming to Miami, God said to me, you know, you weren't my first choice. And I said, wow. Yeah, that's what I said, wow. And God said, but you were the one who said yes. And uh, I just want you to know that I was not my son's first choice today. Uh... (laughs) Uh, Jason Hayes was the first choice, but you see, I was the one who said yes, AJ. I said yes. All right. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> That's rough. It's just, just, it says greet the people, be nice to them, loosen them up a little bit. I was just trying to follow the notes. <laughs> okay. Thanksgiving. Let's get back on topic. <laughs> what? See how much they're loving this. See, they think we they they want to know that we're real people. Yes. And I'm thankful for you. Yeah. I'm thankful for you too. Even though I'm second choice, but go ahead. <laughs> Takeaways from last last week. <laughs> Takeaways from last week. Uh, last week was so incredible because I saw a young man that epitomized humility, which a lot of times that word is tremendously misunderstood. It doesn't mean that you don't have confidence. It means you have great confidence in where God's called you. Real humility is the antithesis of arrogance. Arrogance is you think you're responsible. And that's going to backfire on you, everything. To watch Jeremy, 
uh, if that's if that is the example of the young men that we are raising, and I know he's in his forties, the young men that are that are coming up in hope, we're a blessed place. And uh, he, he to watch his humility, to watch his openness. Uh, that he's at a conference and he has this openness to be able to uh, go past his intellect and the fact that he's a little intimidated by the room and become a voice and his accessibility of the Holy Spirit. Wasn't that incredible? How he would be in the middle of a work, is everybody listening to that? In the middle of a work situation and go, Holy Spirit, what? Because remember, he went out and just started pacing, listening to worship music, going, I don't belong here. But I can tell you something. that God opens a door that no man can shut. And then the last thing I might take away again from last week would be um, very thankful for you and Pastor Corinne because you're not intimidated by the gifts God sends in this house. To the opposite, you want to develop and expose the incredible gifts that are here. And so that would be my takeaway. Yeah. I am uh, given today's message the title, Thankful or Entitled. Thankful or Entitled, because there's a lot of times in the, our culture that That's right. we see entitlement uh, spring up and I know all the parents in the room know that it's easy for your children to fall into that place of entitlement. You work hard. You've, you know, uh, seen the, the difficulties of life and the, and the victories of life, and, and you land that job, and you work to, to make a life, and, and then your kids sometimes don't understand that price that you've paid, and so we also have to teach and make sure that our kids are thankful, that we're raising thankful kids. Um, but today, thankful or entitled, Luke 17, uh, 11 through 19, there's a story here where Jesus uh, encounters these lepers. And I want to read that for you. It says, as Jesus continued on towards Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. And as he entered the village there, 10 men with leprosy stood at a distance and they're crying out, Jesus, master. Have mercy on us. And he looked at them and said, Go, show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. And one of them, he saw that he was healed. He came back to Jesus, shouting, Praise God. And he fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. The man was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Now, in this life, God is always moving. God is always doing things. Um, he's helping us. He's blessing us. He's causing breakthrough. He's healing us. Career opportunities, right? But how many times do we return and say, thank you, God? And we go through seasons of praying and crying out, God, please move on my behalf. And then when he finally does, we kind of, well, I kind of expected God to do that because God is good. 
but we don't take the time to go back and say thank you. It's kind of like we're, we can easy to, easily fall into the nine lepers that didn't return instead of the one that did return to say thank you. Um, and what we're seeing here, um, if you could imagine this, right, these ten guys, um, the skin is literally falling off. It's, it's, it's a really gross disease, and it's life-altering because you can't be involved in normal social settings. You can't go to church and worship with everybody else. You can't go back to your family. And so Jesus heals ten people with this life-altering skin disease, and only one comes back. How many times, uh, how many times is, is that us, that, that we don't come back? God saves us, he heals us, there's this amazing miracle, but we, we don't come back. I believe that if you watch, uh, T.D. Jake says it this way, it's the people that can read in between the scriptures of what God is really saying. And the ten lepers knew him by reputation, not by relationship. Because they're not even saying, heal me. They're just saying, have mercy on us. Make our bad situation just a little better. They knew him by reputation, not by relationship. And uh, what really moves me in the story, buddy, is um, Jesus could have chose to heal them right then. But he says, go show yourself. Can we bring it to where we are today? Go show yourself to your pastors because this epidemic had got people to not going to church. Sort of like COVID got people not used to going to church. And so now they're alienated out here. They don't know who Jesus is. And Jesus says, go show yourself to the pastor. What's incredible? Who healed the lepers? Jesus didn't do it there. The pastors didn't do it. Obedience did it. The Bible says, and when they went on their way. See, you, you just need to listen to the messages that come forth here. Read the messages. And it's in your journey of obedience that the miracles happen in your life. So good. That's so good. I also think it's it's really amazing how you one of the one that comes back is the Samaritan, right? Sometimes it's the one that you least expect That's that right. has the right heart. That everybody um, was prejudiced against. They were prejudiced against the, the, the Samaritan, yet the Samaritan was the one that did the right thing. And it's funny that in another, you know, the good Samaritan in the parable that Jesus told, exactly. Jesus actually showed the person that was not likely, that, that was least likely to do the right thing, actually did the right thing. And then in real life, this is a real life story, that the Samaritan was the one that did the right thing. Again, so I think... It doesn't matter what, where you start, right? It doesn't matter where you start. It doesn't matter where you are today. It matters the condition of your heart and o- that obedience factor is wow. so important. Where are you? Not so important where you are today. What's in your heart? 
Is there obedience in your heart? Is there a desire to seek after God? Because that's what God wants. God took the, the one son of Jesse that, that was, had been overlooked. He's out, in the, he's out tending to the sheep. And while his, his father Jesse brings in all the other sons, parades all the other sons in front of Samuel, says, here's my sons, pick whichever one you want to be king. He doesn't, bring, he doesn't even bring David. David is overlooked. It doesn't matter where you start. If you've been overlooked for promotion, if you've been overlooked by people, God still will use you. It's about what the contents of your heart is. Are you thankful to him? Are you obedient to the things that he's saying? So this one was different. I love it. And he comes back um, and he says, thank you. How, how do we sometimes act entitled to, to miracles as Christians? Because I think that like sometimes we expect God to do it because he's good. And then we don't thank him. They go, well, you know, that's, that's, that's God. He's just good. But we're missing an important ingredient, you know, and when we're not thankful to God, it's like the entitled child or even we have entitled adults in our society. Right. When we're not going back and and taking the time to say, God, thank you. That should be a part of our our devotion time. Right. Well, you're exactly right. We don't let any words come out of our mouth. Sonny and I, the first Thing we say out of our mouth in the morning are three things we're thankful for to each other because Thanksgiving is the secret password yeah. into the secret place and um, entitled is a slippery slope yeah. it really is because you're getting yourself out on an island where you can't be helped if, if I could just say this I was we we did the, the largest marriage conference in this hemisphere in Putacana, Dominican Republic. The the pastor was Dr. Miguel Bogart, who was the top vascular surgeon trained in Spain. And uh, he was the best in all the Dominican Republic. And people would come after he would open them up and do work in their chest and go Thank God. He'd go, don't thank God. You need to thank me. Right before we got saved. Yeah, that, that's, that's the next part of the story. <laughs> Boy, do I not get any respect in this church? <laughs> the story was a little disjointed. She was just trying to... Just trying to... <laughs> so... And so... He, he had become an alcoholic. He had to have at least four beers in the morning to steady his hand. So he'd go in, and his surgical nurse was sick that day, and he called a general practitioner and hit one of his friends in to surgery. And he had the man opened up, and when he was cutting inside, he accidentally clipped an artery. And when he did, the blood spewed in the other doctor's face and he passed out and so he is now alone in the room the man's chest cavity is now filled with blood he can't find the artery and he said God help me and God went no 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 
It's your hands. You do it. But you understand that if he doesn't stop this bleeding, he will not only lose his license, he will go to prison for murder. And he said, if there is a God. See, why do we have to get to that place? Because that entitled thing got him to a place where instead of being the top surgeon, he's going to be a convicted felon. And he said, God, if you'll get... See, this is what I want to happen this morning. This is what we want to happen this morning. He said, God, if you'll just give me one chance, just one chance, I'll never say that again, and I'll find the closest church. He was the one. The unlikely one. The unlikely one. He said, I, he said, I, I, I found the artery and clipped it with my, my right hand. He says, I had never sewn anybody up or closed anybody up with my left hand, but I could not let go of it. And he said, God, if you'll help me. He left there and went to his mother's house. And he said, I don't care where you have to go now. I have to go be thankful because God saved my life. And he walked into this church, a little, a little uh, Guatemalan minister was running a revival, and the guy was preaching. And Miguel Bogart's about a man about my size, and he said when he saw him, spirits rose up in him, and he ran down the aisle to punch and knock out the guy. And when he got about two feet away, the spirit of the Lord knocked him out. And he woke up um, two hours later, just the pastor and his mother there, and God gloriously saved him. And he became the leading surgeon, stayed that, and he was the janitor of the church. And he just finished building the largest church in the history of the Dominican Republic that seats 10,000 people. Now, what happened? A thankful heart. Thanksgiving, it draws you. That's what you're saying, buddy. It draws you. There is, um, I think, this this concept that, that if we can grab a hold of that David had. It's in Psalm 34, 1. That really expresses it well. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And so... When we talk about being thankful, it has to become a daily habit. You know, David had a habit of in every season and every day, you know, if we really want to embody that, um, making it a daily habit and, and, and more and more. We have to make a daily habit out of being thankful. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. How do you do that in your life? Whether you realize it or not, we are the product of the habits that we have. And just like you said last week about Pastor Pete, Pastor Pete always says, Giving thanks. Giving thanks. Uh, What is it that you, you have a habit of saying? Guys, you can train your mouth. You can train your mind. You can train your instincts. You can develop good habits. And the praise shall continue to be in my mouth. 
I'm looking. This is my attitude. I'm looking for things to praise him about. When I look, looked at little Mila praising down here, my God have mercy. I, 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 I said, that's that, that, what? I, 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 was, I was blown away with that. When I look across this congregation and I think of the miracles, how could I not be thankful? Because there's this word that's called desensitized. And desensitized means, it's what you said, you take it for granted. You know, let's go to China and see the freedom of worship they have in their churches. Are we desensitized to that? That's, that's the beauty of people going on missionary trips. You get to see how the rest of the world lives. And then you come back and you think, wow. How did I get entitled? <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a, a process of, of, of getting um, less thankful and less thankful. And, and then one day we just wake up and we're entitled. And, and that's, that's kind of the, the journey that the enemy wants to lead us in. But I, I think the way, one of the ways that I bake this concept of Thanksgiving into my life is, in my daily prayer, right? In my daily prayer, that's, that's, that's a part of my prayer. I, I see it as a component of my prayer. It's the start with thanksgiving. I enter his gates with thanksgiving. Then I begin to, then I begin to make my requests, right? So when I'm getting up in the morning, I'm praying, but I'm also thanking God for whatever comes to my mind. And, and, and you're right. Having a mindset that I'm always looking for something to give thanks. And I think... I think uh, when you said that, I thought about the fact I've developed this mentality whenever anything good happens in my life. I look to attribute God. So I, I, I don't take it for granted like, oh, well, that's just a good thing. I, I found that um, I attribute whatever the goodness that's in my life, I attribute it to something that God has done. So um, back to my daily habits, right? Getting up in the morning, when I'm praying, I'm also thanking. Thanking is a part of my prayers. And when we have um, families, uh, dads, moms, when you're, you're having prayer time with your kids, take a, a, a portion of that prayer time and let it be uh, a time to exercise being thankful. What is it that you're thankful for? When we go around, uh, whether we're in the car or whether we're in the house, we just, what are you thankful for? Um, and even if it's brief, we're going to say something that we're thankful for. And it's important to get outside of rhetoric, right? It's easy to say, oh, I'm, you know, we got into this, this habit and it's like one, two, three. All of our kids would be like, oh, I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my, it's like, okay, guys, really? let's yes. get outside of saying the same thing every time. That's right. Prayers can easily fall into re- routine, a routine that becomes ineffective. So saying thank you can also fall into a routine and become like a formula. But I want to tell you, God doesn't want us to offer him rhetoric. God wants us to offer him a prayer from the heart. God wants us to offer him thanksgiving from the heart. Not some formulaic uh, thing that you're, you're listing off. But what is it that in your heart 
is really, really resonating in this moment, in this season. God, I'm thankful for this. And so be creative, right? Search your heart. You know, search the archives of your mind and, and look for new things. Find something fresh to say thank you about. When we approach Thanksgiving like that every day, it really gives us new perspective. When the Bible says weep with those that weep, rejoice with those that rejoice, you go, what do I have thanks? Well, if, if I hang out with Kendi and she starts telling me, I'm, I'm, I'm just as happy and celebrate when she gets as when I get, when I saw our ladies getting blessed this morning, that way I went, <laughs> I went crazy. That was, I was pumped that, that I love it when I, 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 uh, my dad taught me, make your threshold of praise or praise or thankfulness very low. A lot doesn't have to happen for me to praise God. <laughs> no, no, I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to rock. You want? I did. Yes. See, I'm looking for. It. You, you did see in the in the, par- the the story you wrote. It says, and when he came to Jesus, he came. One says with a loud voice. Another says shouting. Let me just tell you how thankful I am. I am thankful. I'm thankful. All right, let me hear if you're thankful. Are you thankful? is good. Now you see how it starts? Carol, it starts just like that. So I, I, I think that the more that we talk about Thanksgiving, it stirs up culture. It sure does. And you get around people that are thankful. It's easier Isn't it? to be thankful. And so I think um, it's important to stir up a culture in your life. Get people around you that are thankful. And it helps you to stir up that type of atmosphere around yourself that, man, I'm saying thank you. From the biggest thing down to the smallest thing. Is there a closing thought or or, 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 or thing that you would leave everyone with about how to be thankful? Um, Most all families do this. I, I hope you do. At Thanksgiving, before you eat that giant feast, Let's just go around the table and say what we're thankful for. Now, Jason had just got in the family. He had just married Joan. So I had the video camera out. And I said, okay, let's all just say something we're thankful for. Jason is Jason's not a crier. He, he is not a crier. And we started to go around. What are you thankful for? And the spirit of thanksgiving hit that young man. Tears started running down his face. And uh, when it was over, he said, uh, wow, don't ever do that to me again. <laughs> okay, now listen, what, what it was, he was in com- uncomfortable being thankful in public. Now, what makes Sonny really happy is when I let people know she's my glory. I celebrate her. I love her. Publicly, I love her. Now, if you're really thankful, why don't you just turn to somebody and go, 
God's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Without Jesus, I don't even know what I'd do. Do it. Do it. Do it right now. Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for my children. I'm, I'm thankful. You, you, you feel what's happening in the room right now? Last night, I had you and Corinne's three kids on the bed. And it was time for devotions. Now, Ariella makes me tell the story to her at least like five or eight times about the time when she said she didn't like devotions. And so she goes, Granddad, I'm ready for devotions. I said, really? She said, I'm ready. And, and then she looked at her brother and sister and went, and I just wanted you to know, I love devotions. Now, see, y'all are laughing, but I was thankful. I was thankful. And then I said, all right, Esperanza, Christian, your dad wants me to speak with him on Sunday morning. This is what we're going to speak about. So now you tell me what you think about Thanksgiving versus entitlement. The Bible says, by your fruit, you'll know them. The sermons that came out of those kids last night. I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for you, Sandra Ward. Johnny Clark. I'm thankful for you. He can't hear me because he's got earplugs in, but... It's a common theme here today, isn't it? There's a <laughs> Bill, what you and the men and Pete did, I'm thankful. Do you know that so many people, even today, might be willing just to give up unless somebody just went, before you leave today, can I just tell you, I'm thankful for you. Angela, there's not a time that during worship I don't listen to your voice and I just say thank you for a woman that loves to praise him. Just thankful. Take time. Especially the people that are closest to you that have paid the greatest price. Why are you telling them you're thankful for them? Oh, they should know it. No. Let's bow our heads. God, I thank you for the opportunity to sit around and talk about the good things of God and why we're thankful and how we can be more thankful, how that we can have a lifestyle of thanksgiving. God, I thank you for what you're challenging us in in this season, what you're encouraging us to do. Because we understand that Thanksgiving opens doors in our lives. Thanksgiving draws us closer to you. So God, teach us how to be more thankful. And as our heads are bowed, maybe you say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with Jesus today. I've kind of drifted in my relationship, and I need to reconnect with him. I don't know how I drifted, but 
I, I want to reconnect today. If that's you, just slip up your hand. I want to pray for you today. Amen. Amen. Or maybe you said, I, I've never really had a, a, a real relationship with him. I've, I've been around people with a relationship or I've been around religious things, but I've never had a relationship with Jesus for myself. If either of those two things are you, lift up your hand. I want to pray with you right where you are today. And if you lifted up your hand, I want you to say this prayer with me. And everybody that agrees with this prayer, you can say this prayer with us. Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the price you paid on the cross. Thank you for the price you paid on the cross. To wipe away all my sins. To wipe away all my failures. And to give me a new start. To give me eternal life. Jesus, Jesus, I receive your free gift. I receive your free gift of salvation, salvation redemption, redemption, and connection with my heavenly Father. I'm sorry for the times I've missed it. Sorry for the times I missed it. The times I failed and sinned. The times I failed and sinned. Give me a new start today. Give me a new start today. Show me how to live a life. Show me how to live a life that pleases you. Give me the strength. Give me the guidance. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give God the praise today. Wow. I just want to say, if you rededicated your life to Christ or gave your life to Christ for the first time, I am so excited for the journey that you're on. And we want to go on that journey with you. Get some good people around you that will walk with you in that journey. And it makes it so much more powerful, so much more, uh, so much easier when you have people that are walking with you. Amen. I want to tell you this today. If God is for you, who can be against you? And if Jesus is with you, you will be undefeated. Undefeated. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.